So what's up, everyone? Good morning. It's Frank Forza. Welcome to the Frank Forza Show. Got a really good podcast coming up for you today. We're going to talk about mindset, and we're going to talk about going out of your comfort zone, right? These are very simple things we're going to talk about today, simple strategies for growth, for self-improvement, but it's hard for a lot of people. It's hard for a lot of people because it's different, it's a change, and also it's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel uncomfortable because some of the things, especially if you're a tough guy or you're one of those people, you were a street kid, right? You grew up in a place where there was a lot of violence and tough guy BS and, and you know, man's man. Everything was just warrior, warrior, warrior all the time. You always had to be ready to, to fight and defend yourself and and, and, you know, nobody gets to talk to me like that and that sort of thing, right? You come from that background. And then when you do some of the things that we're going to talk about today, it feels unnatural. It feels awkward. It feels too vulnerable. You feel too susceptible. You feel like you're going to get taken advantage of. You're like, wow, kindness is weakness or that's too feminine. That's too effeminate. That is a big stumbling block for a lot of people, including women, because there's some really tough women out there too. And they think, well, that's kind of like, that's kind of uh, hokey, or that's too, too fluffy, right? Or that's just too, it just doesn't feel right. Sometimes it's too peaceful because a lot of people aren't ready for peace. We're so used to chaos. We're so used to drama. We're so used to a fear vibration that when you start putting stillness and peace and, and too much positivity, it feels weird. It feels awkward to a lot of people. A lot of people aren't ready for it, right? When the student's ready, the teacher appears. A lot of us don't feel ready for that. So what I'm gonna talk about today, some simple strategies like designing your day, right? Designing the perfect day. And what would that look like? And what would you include? And what sorts of activities and what sorts of actions would you take? That's very important. I'm in the midst of that right now myself. I'm in the middle of that right now myself. And when you do some of it, especially coming from the combat sports, coming from a wrestling background, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu background, coming from the streets of Baltimore, when I do some of it, I mean, it feels like, wow, like, okay, that, that, sometimes you'd think if, if somebody, if your friend saw you, what would they think? They'd be like, wow, that's, that's soft or that's weak. It's very vulnerable, but it's very simple stuff. And I personally believe it's been so proven over the centuries to help a lot of high performers become better versions of themselves, to help with facilitate growth and healing and rebuilding yourself and building yourself better than ever. These really are, to me, the cornerstones. They've worked for so many people over the years and they work, but why don't we do them? We don't do them because maybe we're lazy. We don't do them because we don't like change. We don't do them because we're locked in our own bad habits. We don't do them because we're afraid of what other people would think. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. But you have to get past that. I remember a story of Magic Johnson growing up in Michigan. Of course, Magic Johnson was the great point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers. Led them to, I think it was, I think they won like five NBA titles, okay? Magic Johnson was a fanatic as a kid with his basketball. He, was, he went everywhere with that basketball. And at the time, that wasn't normal. It wasn't normal to see a kid walking everywhere if he went to the movies if he went anywhere he had that basketball in his hand that was not normal like this kid was so obsessed larry bird his of course his rival and later his friend 
Larry Bird was the same way in French Lake, Indiana. He was out there, it would be snowing, it would be sub-freezing, and he was out there in his parents' backyard shooting hoops, literally in the snow. You would think as a parent, a lot of people would look at him, something's wrong with this kid, with this teenager. Out of his comfort zone, didn't got, got past, not worried about what other people were thinking, right? And that's where we have to get, especially those of us that are in the warrior, we bet so big on the warrior side and we neglect the poet side or the philosopher side, the yin and the yang, right? The yin is, is normally what we would consider the feminine energy. The yang would be the more masculine energy. And there's a lot more that goes into yin yang. There's a lot more that goes into it, but the yin and the yang, the balance. And a lot of us, especially come from a warrior background or combat sports background, we're imbalanced. We're perfect for certain situations, right? It's like the, 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 the old, you know, in the mafia movies that would talk about, they have, you have two different types of, of consiglieres, right? The attorneys, the, 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 the chief counsel to the godfathers. You have two types. You have wartime consiglieres and you have peacetime consiglieres. And they would say, listen, some consiglieres are better for that. Some are better for peacetime. And of course, if, if, if they had a, a, a really balanced consigliere, it might be someone that could adapt and handle both situations. And I'm not promoting that lifestyle. I'm just giving that as an analogy. There's a balance to be struck with everything. So we're going to talk a lot about that today. We're going to talk about some things that I do when I'm cycling, when I'm walking, when I have a notepad, I have a notepad, pen and paper, or index cards with me everywhere I go. So does my brother Joey, who is a fantastic lyricist and, and, and very talented with poetry. He's a top 1% talented with that stuff, and he's got a great, fantastic, I love it. His voice is so gritty and has so much soul and character, kind of like a, a Willie Nelson. It's not a Willie Nelson voice. Uh, it, he's, he sounds and he actually sings a lot better than Willie Nelson, but it has so much character and so much soul and so much like, God, that guy lived all those lyrics, right? My brother Joey has that. Um, but he always had, he was like Eminem. And to me, if you're a real artist, if you're a real writer, if you're a real lyricist, if you're a real poet, you've pretty much, you've either got to always have it. Same thing for a real journalist. You've got to always have a recorder ready and you've got to always have a pen and paper ready because you never know when your best ideas will strike. You got to be ready. They just come spontaneously. They come in the mountains. They come while you're cycling. They come while you're, you're doing yoga in the park. They come while you're, um, while you're hiking. They can come in a conversation with someone you love, whatever, right? It could, you got to be ready whenever. So you stay ready with a pen and paper recording. And that's, you know, basically that's just like journaling as well. And you go back some days and you're like, wow, I have that. And you might be able to build a book around it or build uh, a certain marketing series around it, whatever. But you got to stay ready because you don't know when those best ideas are going to strike, when, spontane when a glorious spontaneity is going to strike. Okay, so we're going to talk. This is an episode. Sometimes we, we, we can start a little bit slow and we don't get to the great stuff. You got to be a little patient with me because I get better as I go. You got to be patient when you listen to these. I'm going to drop some gems in here. These are not just things I read. These are things I lived. And, and I'm telling you what, I've seen them work wonders for a lot of people. A lot of people are going through a lot of stuff right now. So these kind of podcasts, this is not just mumbo jumbo fluff. This is not just sell you something. I'm not making any money off of this. I'm not going to make any money. I'm doing it because I want to share it because I've seen these things rebuild, repair, rejuvenate, rebirth broken people. I've seen people get it together 
And this is the way. And a lot of it's simple, but people have psychological blocks, psychological blocks, and they can't get past them. They're worried about what people think. They're worried about, they're clinging to an identity of let's be tough or let's be this. I've got to be a, I've got to be a rock all the time. I mean, clinging to that. Old paradigms. Stuck in, in the I'm tough thing. A lot of guys, I see that. A lot of women too, because people get that hard shell and they're scared. They're scared to be, to flow sometimes. They're scared of, of, of peace. They're, oh, that's going to be soft. I'm going to get taken advantage of. Or that feels cheesy. Right? No. This stuff works and it's been around for ages and thousands of years. Thousands of years it's been around and it works. And you've heard of it before, but you're not doing it. And I'm going to make it, I'm going to talk about it in a concrete way and how I do it and some of the verbiage that I use. And it will work. It's kind of like roto-rooter to the soul. It's going to, we're going to roto-rooter that. We're going to go deep. We got to go deeper. We got to swim in the deep waters to fix deep problems that haven't gone away. Deep psychological, deep subconscious, buried problems. We got to go deep. We got to go deep, deep dive rescue, right? And this is one of those ways. You gotta step out of your comfort zone. So that's where we're going today. I got some great quotes for you. I got some great stuff for you. If you bear with me, I stated to you the value proposition. I stated to you the intention of what we're gonna get out of here. I showed you where we're going. And now I wanna sing a little song. Some of you are gonna think it's religious. It's not intended to be religious. This is just intended to be higher spirit acknowledging this is part of what I'm talking about, acknowledging something higher, something greater for us than us, something that is a creator. You can create a force that is so powerful, has created a lot of the principles that we might live by to become a much better version of ourselves. And this song was sung, heard it sung by Marvin Gaye. I love the song. And all it is, whether you're religious or you're not, all it is, is it's an acknowledgement of something higher and something greater. And it's stating an intention, uh, an intention of a higher intention, a forgiveness of each other. It's putting a loving vibration out there. And there's so much power to the songs, to the chants. You see the yogis have done it throughout history. The monks, a lot of the great sages so in, so devoted to the chants, to the mantras, to the intonations driving their truths, driving their beliefs, driving their manifestations deeper and deeper into the soul on a vibration level. We are vibratory beings. We are energy. We are vibration. We are light. And song does that as, as well as anything. And that's why I want to hit you with this song. You make of it what you will. You change the lyrics if you want but you get the idea and you'll get the mood. It sets the mood for what we're going to do. It sets the intention of what we're going to do. Let's begin with the end in mind. Where are we going? What are we trying to get out of this today? What are we trying to get out of it? We're trying to get better today. We're saying we're going to live fully and completely in this present, in the present. Whatever it is, whether it's suffering, whether it's pain, whether it's a, a great phone call, whether it's a tough phone call, whether it's a phone call we didn't want to get, whatever is ha going to happen in this moment, we're going to milk it to the max. We're ready for it and we're going to enjoy it. We're going to learn from it. Not just a lesson, but a blessing. And that's the attitude. 
That's the, we begin with the end in mind. The end in mind is we are cultivating, we are building, whether people like it or not. A lot of what is, 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 is hurting most people, it's a spiritual void. We're talking about fixing spiritual things and we're talking about using music, using song, using quotes, using stories, using activity, using getting lost in motion, getting lost in nature to heal ourselves. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about that. And we have to use song and vibration as a weapon. And the sages have known that. The highest performers have known that. That has been passed down. And too few, relatively speaking, even though you have an app for this and that, too few people are doing it. And a lot of people aren't doing it nearly as well as they could, even that. There's still levels. There's still hierarchy there. And Mr. Marvin Gaye, who died way too soon, he knew it. He knew the power of song. Elvis Presley knew the power of song. Luther Vandross, who died way too soon, knew the power of song. John Lennon died way too soon, knew the power of song. Prince knew the power of song. The great spiritual leaders and teachers, they know the power of song and chant and words and vibrations. How you say them and how you sing them. And do you say them weakly or do you sing them strongly? And so here is my rendition. Well, it's Marvin Gaye's rendition of a beautiful song and a simple message. It's not intended to be religious for you. It is intended to be uplifting for you. And when I use the word Father, I'm using that as the greatest creation, the greatest force there that reigns over all, that's created the laws of the universe physical, metaphysical, quantum physical, physic, you know, physics, physics, chemistry, everything, neurobi, everything under the sun, the birds that are chirping behind everything, the mountains in the distance, still snow-capped here. Mr. Marvin Gaye sang, and I like to start my day. And I'm going to tell you about a key word in this song that we're going to talk about too, a power word for manifesting. That's what this is about. This is about living in the present and owning today and making today a great day and not worrying about the past, not worrying one, one lick about that. That was only a preparation for this. Be ready, come what may, whatever comes us today. And Marvin Gaye sang, Our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in the heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive 
auditors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever Now that last word, that song is a lot about forgiveness. It's about intention. You can hear it's, it's gentle, it's peaceful. Forgiveness, you can't talk about forgiveness without love. They're inextricably tied. And the word amen, the etymology that going back to Hebrew probably goes back a lot further, probably goes back to Sanskrit, probably goes back to other languages, but the Hebrew Bible then passed to the Greek, then passed to the Latin. And that amen word, you know, loosely, meant, you know, truth and certainty, the truth, being the truth, but also not just the truth, but I would also say pay attention to that word, you know, it also was used to mean make it so, it, it will be so, right, great manifesting word, but also look at the word, break it down, we're told two of the most powerful words in our language, in our English language, as powerful as any, are what? I am. The words of God. Just biblically, passed down scripturally, whether you're religious or not, there is a power to those words. If you don't want to use those words, if you don't believe in the power of the words, those two words, you are deprive, depriving and denying yourself of some magnificent words for you manifesting, for you becoming a much better version of yourself. You can choose to embrace it or deny it, whatever you want. But I choose to embrace it. And the words, I am. Words of God, the great I am. The words of Christ, the words of Yahweh, the words of sages, I am. In many, used in many affirmations. And, and amen starts the preface the first two letters are what am m m right there in it so it's an it's a very am it's a very positive affirmation a belief when you say amen make it so and you know we use it a lot of time a lot of time colloquially to mean to I agree with you, right? A, a very strong and fervent agreement with something someone said or a declaration. But when you look at these words and you say, amen, I am, you're, you're talking about some very powerful words and you're talking about saying declaration, affirmation, belief, manifestation, very powerful things. And a lot of what I do now, and I've been doing this for years, I'm getting better at it. I'm getting bolder at it now. I go now, I'll be on my bike and I'm praying anytime, anywhere. Okay. Again, 
prayer, affirmation, you call it what you want to call it. Chants, mantras, you call it what you want. There's a there's an intersection, there's a point of intersection for all of them where the lines get blurry. It's like you can't tell one from the other. Prayers, people think of prayers as just said in the silence of your heart or something people say aloud. Prayers normally, traditionally in the churches, prayers were sung. They were sung because they came a lot stronger vibrationally to you. They hit the soul. They registered better. You performed better. You responded better to them. And like I've said, many of the elite yogis and monks, they know the same thing. If you were to go into the Tibetan monasteries and be around the and monks or the Himalayan mountains with some of the elite shamans and yogis and, and monks, you're going to see the same thing. They know they're tapping into the same thing. If you wanted to, to, to ascend, then tap into it as well. You know, you look even at military and armies. I mean, what do they do? Through via repetition and they have people, you know, militaries marching lockstep and pounding repetition into them, right? Pounding certain things. Maybe not always the best stuff, but that's what they did because they realized the power of it. So when, when I'm, you know, when I'm sitting here and I might be cycling now, I'm singing and I'll just make up. I'll make up my own little song. It's not always the most uh, lyrical or eloquent thing, but it's powerful. And I'll be on my bike and I'm like, I am, you know, I am abundant. I am prosperous. You want to speak in the present tense, okay? You, you, you don't want to all, you don't want to be saying will or was, or I don't even like those words. A lot of what I'm more pushing towards, I want to only, you know, to, in order to live in the present, you only use present tense language. Right. So it I mean, I, I can talk about things from years ago and I like to use present tense more and more and more. It's hard. It's difficult because you're trying to untrain your mind. But I like I'm a very big fan of speaking in the present because that's where the action is. That's where the magic is. And when you think of I am proud and then I'll sing, I'll sing it, though. I won't just say magnificent, you know, I'll sing it because why? Because it's stronger. It's going to hit your soul on a vibration level a lot stronger and that's what I want I want quicker results I want it's like if you just sit there and you do you know 10 push-ups that's great well 100 push-ups will be is better for 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 those of us that are ready for that or a thousand push-ups if we're ready for that if we worked up to that I like a deeper vibration I like a stronger vibration I'm ready for that I'm not ready just to to whisper it even though a whisper can be powerful I'm not ready all the time for that. Sometimes I want silence. Sometimes I want quietude. And sometimes I want the force of vibration. I want to swim in the deep waters. I want the deepest part of my soul. So I'm abundant. I am magnificent. Singing it, just like Marvin Gaye was singing it, just like those, those, those monks. What are they doing in those monasteries? They're chanting, man. They're chanting throughout the day. They're singing. They're doing mantras throughout the day. It's not even a one-time deal. They start the day with that. They end the day with that. I mean, it's, it's amazing and it's powerful. And so we have to look and say, when you talk about affirmations and you talk about your prayers and you talk about you manifesting, if you're not doing some form of mantra and affirmation and prayer, and especially people are doing it from apps now, right? Not as many people as, as could. I mean, probably still a small fraction, but people are doing it from apps. But I think it's better when you design your own, when you personalize your own. I do my own. I don't want some cookie cutter. I mean, that's fine. That's a good starting point for someone else's affirmation. But that doesn't speak to my specific life, what I want. And we don't all want the same things, and that's fine. I want to design the mantra, the song, the affirmation to my life, to my needs, my immediate needs, my priorities at the moment. 
what I'm, my vision, what I'm trying to manifest. I don't want to just have, you know, kumbaya, feel good, feel because I don't always want that. Sometimes I want a combination of things. And I want my manifestation, I want my affirmation, my prayer to reflect where I am, what I'm trying to get, the balance that I'm looking for in my life. It's, it's my prayers, my affirmations, and my mantras are not going to be the same as yours. They shouldn't be, even though we're doing that now. We're doing cookie cutter because most people don't know how to write their own vision. Most people don't know what they, who they are and what they want. This is part of that process. But everybody can be simple with, I am fill in the blank. And then imagine if you can sing that. Even if you can't sing, you got now the problem with singing is you got to find a space to go where you can sing those mantras or those prayers or those affirmations. And you can do it and, and not have everybody look at you. You know, you might be at the park. I'm walking right now. So I was just saying, I am abundant. I am prosperous. I am magnificent. I forgive people. And I make a mental picture associated with this too. I think about, sometimes I'll think about forgiveness or I'll think about people that I used to look at who'd be, who'd be looking. I'll be walking down the street and you see some guy, kind of like animal instinct or two dogs that don't like each other. And you see a guy and he looks at you and you look at him and for some reason just don't like him. He doesn't like you. And actually, you know, you just kind of look at him like, eh, you don't look like a good person. He's looking at you like, eh, I don't like you. You know, that happens a lot. A lot of animal instinct, dog, you know, dog eat dog stuff, and especially in the cities where I came from. And now I just prepare myself like, no, no, no. I see the light. I choose. Just like I choose to see the light in other people. Everybody, I am, I believe in oneness. I believe we are one. I believe I'm here to be other people's teacher and they are my teacher. I believe that I'm here to see the light and see the good in some people who maybe aren't having a good day or do look a little angry. People I used to look at and they, you know, give them bad attitude right back. Be a mirror. They, they're giving me bad attitude. I'll give them bad attitude. Now I'm ready for that. And I reflected in my affirmations. Help me to forgive. As, as Marvin was singing, help me forgive those who trespass against me as I, as I need the forgiveness. Right? I believe that in the cosmic universe and the great prevailer over this world, the laws of this, we are forgiven to the extent that we forgive. We are loved to the extent that we love. We are judged according to how we judge others. So judge wisely. As my brother said, judge accurately. Be careful how you judge. You're going to be judged by the same measuring stick. I believe that. And so... In these affirmations, though, that you want, and this growing awareness, you got to be ready. You got to be ready to get lost in action. You're on the bike, you're hiking, you're walking. You got to be ready to be lost in action, get lost, meditation in motion. When I'm walking, when I'm cycling, when I'm out in the park doing dips, doing pull-ups, doing yoga, I, my mind, I am lost, I have stillness, but I'm also sitting there and I'm saying prayers to something greater. I'm doing that. I'm visualizing. I'm creating mental movies and mental pictures of things. And the affirmations, when you can get them out there on a vibratory level, it's fine if it's always you to have the quiet sometimes. But if you want to master manifest, you need balance. You need times where you're putting that sound home, 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 right? Home, home sound of the universe according to the ancient sanskrits and, and yogis home home so powerful listen to how similar home is to am so similar right i mean those are so both two letters and you got the 
Om in the am, um, om. And you just do it on a vibratory level. Now you get 50 people in a class doing om. Oh. A lot of the ancient societies knew it. The ancient native Indians going way back, they knew the power of certain sounds. And you can't just have always silence. Silence is beautiful. It's amazing. Science is, is I'm sorry, uh, Silence is a lot of times where we hear a higher voice, our inner voice. But we do need some of the noise, some of the vibration, the higher vibrations. We just need the right ones, the right channel, the right frequencies, not just a lot of the low vibration stuff that's everywhere, that's ubiquitous. Everywhere, we, every store, every shopping center, every every street corner, every billboard, it's just, it's overwhelming, right? TV, overwhelming. And these are vibrations we didn't even choose. They're just, they're almost like a seduction or a temptation. We didn't even choose them. I'm talking about when you design your own mantras, you get consistent. You, you drive them in via repetition, rep, repetition, and you design them according to what you want. You know, I am healing. I wouldn't say I want to heal or I'm going to heal. I, I am healing. I am healing right now. I am healed now. I am elevated. I am inspired. I am abundant. I am prosperous. I forgive others now. I am the light right now. I embody the light. I express the light. I see the light. I see the great in others. I am here to teach and share others and help them be better versions of themselves. And, I, and you sing it sometimes too. Doesn't matter if you don't have good. You gotta find a place, your car, your somewhere where you can drive that home. Otherwise, you're denying yourself of that. You take control, and you, I am grateful right now. Twenty-five things. I am so grateful, God, that you gave me these blue eyes. They still work. You gave me a strong body. You keep me looking young. You keep me feeling getting stronger. You keep me getting better than ever. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that. People that I love are still healthy, they're still alive, they're still invested in me. I'm, I'm so grateful for the people that come into my life and make it better and teach me and see light in me. I'm so grateful for that. And you know, there's a power to those and you wanna start writing these down and take note of them. You wanna create a repetition. You wanna play around with the melody. Just like Marvin did with that prayer. I use that so that you understand. You make it. You make a song out of it. It's a song that sings in your soul. You should never go a day like Elvis Presley said without a song. You'd never go a day. So I'm riding on my bike now and I'm, you know, and every once in a while, it used to be when I was on that bike and I'd be singing. It's like, you know, I'd sing and sing a little bit mantra, talk, talk to myself, talk the prayers and express the gratitude, express, you know, all the things that, that I want that are true here in the present. You know, you're acting as if you're talking about them right now. It's not, you're not, you know, if you got $20 in your bank account, you're not saying, you know, I'm grateful for the 20 grand that's coming. No, 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 I'm grateful. You see that prosperity right now. You have that mental movie, that mental imagery. I am so grateful for the prosperity that's here, right here and now. And there is a lot of prosperity. 
in your life if you look. So it's a true statement too. And the money's coming. The money's on the way. The prosperity's on the way. And of course, it's not just financial because financial is not the most important thing. But that's just an example. The spiritual to me is the most important thing. The mental, the emotional, the physical, those would be behind it. And then the financial is in there in the top five, yes. The financial is important. The financial is a block. The financial is an enabler of a lot of things, a lot of opportunities, a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of smiles you can put on other people's faces, a lot of sharing you could do with that. It's also proof of your manifestation too, proof of your beliefs. A lot of times people not doing well financially, there is a spiritual sabotage going on too. There's a lack of belief. There's a lack of faith. There's a lack. People don't feel worthy. You got to be very precise with our words. Now you learn, like Don Miguel Ruiz talks about in the Four Agreements, being very precise with our words. Not just the words that we say to other people, but the words we say to ourselves. Be very precise. And catch yourself. What you say to yourself what you say to others. A friend of mine, we're talking about um, a very famous podcaster, one of the world's most famous, and I'm telling him in, in recent weeks, I've been telling my friend, like, look, I see a change in that podcaster. Um, I don't listen to him much, but whenever I see, whenever I see a few, uh, you know, snippets or three or four minutes of something he did, and I'm like, he's changed. He's really toned it down. I don't know what's going on. I don't know who got to him, who talked to him. I don't know why. But one theory was that that podcaster who has millions of listeners is also realizing the weight of his words. He's realizing the power of his words. He's got such a big stage, such a big platform that he realizes that he can't just be reckless and mindless with his words. It gets heavy lies the crown. It gets it gets heavier. Gotta be careful when you go off on tangents and maybe that's part of it. Maybe there's something else to it. But certainly we all have to realize the weight, the power of our words to hurt people or to help people heal or to plant a seed of positivity in their life. And you'd wanna do that with your affirmations. I'm, I'm sitting there on that on the bike now. Used to be I'd, you know, I'd say I'm, I'd, I'd, I'd say I'm on the bike sometimes or I'll say I'm walking and then people come by, people will, be walking by with a baby stroller or whatever and then I'll shut up and I'll just be silent. Now more and more I don't care. I just do my thing. I'm just in my zone. I'm focused on where I'm going and what I'm building. And I don't care as much. It's not a disrespectful I don't care. It just means I've got to do. If I'm always waiting for the right time and the right conditions, I'm never going to get anything done. If I'm always waiting for hey, no people around. Well, I'm not in the Himalayan mountains. I'm not up in Tibet. I'm not, I mean... I'm not. I, I'm, I'm in a place where there are people coming and going and walking and baby strollers and joggers. And so there will be times, I certainly am considerate, but there will be times where I'm in the moment and I just feel there's always a good time to pray or there's always a good time for an affirmation. There's always a good time to chant. There's always a good time to state your intentions throughout the day. You don't have to just do that. That's a problem. People think that they can just, they can only pray or affirm or chant or center themselves or state intentions um, or positive self-talk. They think, oh, there's only a certain time. It has to be during your yoga class or after your yoga class or when you first wake up or when you go to bed and then it's one or two minutes. And it's like, no, that's not, if you really want to do it right, it's it, every day throughout the day is a good opportunity for that. 
always it's always a good time to pray it's always a good time to you know to to, to chant sometimes it might have to be inward because you're in an elevator or you're in public i'm not saying you always do that but you can always you write something down or you you pray or you pray to yourself but if you can get it out sometimes during the day where you can actually vocalize it you can verbalize it you can sing it you can chant it you can affirm it you need some of those moments throughout the day too and so there are people i mean again you have some of the elite monks and yogis and spiritual people i mean they're doing they're doing this throughout the day hours and hours and hours throughout the day that's how some of these yogis when they look at their their brain waves and their brain activity and their electromagnetic energy i mean they're off the charts right when they're meditating and it's because they've built those muscles up they've built those spiritual muscles up they've built those mantra muscles and those chant muscles up so great that you know, through hours and hours and hours, and we're talking hours and hours and hours of that daily. Not just two minutes here, one minute there, and even people who think that they're spiritual are putting in one minute, two minutes, five minutes, or they listen to a song or a couple songs. Like, that's nothing compared to, um, that's a good start for a lot of you, by the way. I'm encouraging you if, you, if that's where you need to start, that's fine. But if you really wanted to manifest, you would go deeper as you go you know, year by year, you'd raise the bar on that. But you could still see most of you, if you just, if you did mantras and affirmations and the songs and chants and prayer, if you did that 15 minutes a day, a lot of you would see big improvements in your life just by that. It's a great starting point. You don't want to go for hours. And I mean, most of us here in the Western world, our life is not set up for... Um, for us to be doing that hours and hours and hours, most of us, unless you're a yogi somewhere and you have a, you know, a house up in some pristine cabin or something like that, right? Most of us, our life is not, um, or a soundproof building somewhere or a studio somewhere. Most of us, our life's not built for that. We have to be conscious. We can't always just sing and dance wherever, whenever we want, but there's so much wired into us singing and dancing. If you take a positive song, it's hard to be depressed if you were like sitting there and you could express yourself through song and a high vibration song and, and dance. Even if you can't dance, you can't sing. It's still, that's how you powerfully register that vibratory, you are, we are energy beings, those vibratory messages. That's where a lot of the growth lives. And you want to say it with conviction. You want to sing it with conviction. Now I want to say a few, um, I got a lot of people here now, I was actually going to do some singing of the chanting and the mantras, um, just spontaneous, not, not written down, but I've got some fisher people. You can hear those birds. You can, I got some ducks in the river here. The river's flowing. I got the sun. We got a lot of green trees. We got snow-capped mountains still, even on a nice spring day. It's going to about 55 degrees right now. I'm wearing shorts and a little jacket. Uh, we got some guy here, he's got a muscle top on. and It's going to get up to 80 today, though, so it's going to be really nice. Um, so I'm not going to sing right now with all these people make, make and make a big scene of it. But I want to say a few quotes top of mind that really have stood out to me. Um, and, and grab me. One of them is from my good friend Lance King. I think right now it's a tough time for a lot of people. 
a lot of people were going through things and lockdowns and losing their jobs and people that they know or lost their lives or they're sick and there's a lot of uncertainty what's going what's going on with the government is the government becoming more uh, oppressive and grabbing too much power and our civil liberties a lot of people were thinking about a lot of things right now okay I don't know where you fall on that but that's beside the point my friend Lance King though he likes to say he's a very smart guy he worked for Stephen Covey Stephen Covey the seven habits of highly successful people and he worked for Stephen Covey for years and with Stephen Covey closely for some of those years. And Lance has a great quote. Then said, everything that must go wrong will go wrong. So that everything that must go right will go right or does go right. Everything that must go wrong will go wrong so that everything that must go right, will go right. Now there's sort of a destiny, a fatefulness wired into what he's saying. It's like, it's sort of that, the blessings in disguise sort of thing. It seems like things are going on and they're terrible and whatever, but sometimes we're only seeing part of the puzzle. We're not seeing the big picture. We're not seeing it from the macro as well. There's things we don't know. And I love that quote from Lance. And I think that in this time, in these uncertain times, and remember the word amen, the word amen means truth. It means certainty. It means dialing in, focusing on truth, you being the truth. Make it so. It means certainty. Right now is a lot of uncertainty. There's the opposite of that. And like someone like Lance is saying, hey, have faith. Keep your faith. You were required, if you're going to be a high-performing person, whether you're spiritual or you're not, if you're going to be a high-performing person, if you're going to be a higher-performing person for yourself, then you are required. You're going to be rewarded according to your faith. It's just a principle. It's just the principle of the universe. It's just, it's just a, a universal law. You are rewarded according to your faith. you got to keep the faith right now. It's like a fighter. You're in the final rounds. You're, you're not winning. You've got to keep the faith. What's the point? What's the point in keep, keep going? You're still trying to win. You're still trying to win. You're still giving your best. You have to keep faith. So we're required. There's always that pendulum. There's always that constant battle between faith and fear in us, not just in the world, but in us. It's not just the external things that are happening for us. What's, what does that mean in us? What are we choosing? What reaction are we choosing? Are we choosing to buy in to just fear, 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 fear? It's understandable to have some fear given this and have some. I think we all do. I think the most competent people have it. They, you know, deal with that. But how much attention, how much focus on that? It's going to amplify, right? How much attention to faith? How much attention to fear? And if we have faith, I think things go better. I think for most of us, most of the time, they go better. Things come around. Things work out. We find a way. We, we adapt. So that's a great quote by my good friend Lance King. Everything that must go wrong will go wrong. So that everything that must go right does go right. i change that a little bit, but that's it very similar to that there was another great quote very simple 
Ralph Waldo Emerson, the great philosopher, very spiritual. A lot of the great poets are empaths and great intuitive powers and spiritual powers. They are seers. They are transcendent in many ways. And he was. I'm sorry about that. I'm just taking my jacket off. Um, it's getting hot. It's only 50, 55 degrees out here, and it is, it is, uh, it's amazing. I'm starting to roast. That sun is, is out. Ralph Waldo Emerson. What's the hardest task in the world? What's the hardest thing in the world? Okay. It's one of those tasks or thing. What's the hardest thing? What's the hardest task in the world? His answer to think. To think. Such a simple quote, so powerful. Socrates said something similar. Hey, the unexamined life's not worth living. Sanguru, you know, the, 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 the Indian philosopher and, 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 and sage, you guys, very powerful speaker, very wise. And he would say, what's the greatest evil in the world? Sanguru said, look, the greatest evil in the world is ignorance. People think, people walk around and they feel wonderful. They feel peace in their ignorance. And Sanguru would say, no, your ignorance is, 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 is very destructive to the world. It'd be better if you, because a lot of people have ignorance as a shield so that they don't have to be depressed. They don't feel anything. And so by not feeling, not letting themselves feel things, being blind to things, they think, oh, well, that's, you know, that protects me. I feel better there. And Sanguru, and I agree with him, said, you know what? No. Your ignorance is destructive. Your ignorance is, 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 is as great of an evil as anything. And Ralph Waldo Emerson, that's what he meant by it. Greatest thing in the world. Is to, the greatest task in the world is to think. And if we want to be a better version of ourselves, if we want to fulfill all of our potential in this world and maybe beyond, as some of us believe. If we want to do that, then we have to think. We have to dive in the deep water sometimes. There's a balance there to not overthink. Some of us are overthinkers, but we have to think. We have to put some work in. We can't just be lazy and get all the great results. It doesn't work that way. Intellectually lazy is not going to be as, as much a reward. So a lot of people, that's our problem. It's not a lack of knowledge in the world. There's not a lack of knowledge. There's a lack of intention. There's a lack of effort. There's a lack of discipline. There's a lack of focus. There's not a lack of knowledge. All the knowledge you want in any situation you're in right now, depressed, you know, penniless, whatever situation, there's plenty of knowledge out there and there's plenty of people that would help you if you were ready and if you were sincere and if you came from a positive space. But if you don't know what you want, then you're never going to know how to get it because you don't know what you want. And that's a lack of thinking. That's a lack of soul searching. That's a lack of honesty. That's a lack of transparency with yourself. That's a lack of an honest, deeper conversation with yourself. Deeper introspection with yourself. Time alone with yourself. Honesty with yourself. Really tuning into you, really going inward, isn't it? You know, the greatest successes in you, the greatest performances in you, the greatest parts of you, it's an inside job. And most people don't want to do that. They don't want to do the work. You have to. And the mantras and the songs and the chanting and writing things down and saying them, speaking them, singing them, that's part of it. Listen to those birds, guys. I love when I'm 
walking here. I got all these trees and listen to that. You hear that? So it's, these are very, it's very powerful. I went through my fair share of things. I'm saying to you, I, I'm not telling you any of this to just, um, just to say it, just because I heard it. Live these things, you know. Went to in the fight sports and the combat sports training in jiu-jitsu and wrestling. So many injuries. I always tell people why I cried like a baby when I got my black belt. Surprised me, right? You surprise someone good, and you capture the real emotions, the raw emotions. I had my guard down. If I had known I was getting my black belt on the day that I got it, I don't think I would have cried. I think I would have been a lot more controlled. I would have been prepared. He got me. Robert Drysdale, who gave me my black belt, got me off guard. And when he got me off guard, the real emotions came out. I didn't know that I was going to make it. I had battled so many serious injuries. There were so many days. Listen to those birds, man. That's beautiful. Simple things, man. But anyway, he gave me that black belt. I was like, man, I mean, I speechless for 20 minutes and went and sat in the corner and buried my head and cried like a cried like a baby didn't want to lift my head and uh why it meant something i i had i had put a lot of thought into it i used to fall asleep thinking of you know what playing jujitsu moves people people count sheep i was playing jujitsu moves in my head playing jujitsu chest in my head falling asleep to that some nights i had trouble getting to sleep just because i was just wanted to think about jiu-jitsu i want to think about winning i want to think about i was obsessing over who beat me in practice and what did they do and how can i counter that what can i do differently tomorrow put a lot of thought a lot of energy into it it meant something to me and didn't make any money didn't make any money out of it it just meant a lot to me the best things in life are going to be intangible they're going to be spiritual they're going to come from a deep place in you they're going to require you to dig as deep as you can and that's why when you set your goals you want to set bigger goals your goals should intimidate you your goals should scare you at times they're going to force you to become something a lot better they're going to force you out of your comfort zone they're going to satisfy you on a deeper level inner level spiritual level so it's not always you you know it's nietzsche i think it was nietzsche who's credited with saying you know a strong enough why will overcome any how. And if you know what you're aiming at, you know who you are and what you're aiming at, what you're here to do, the primary things you got to whittle through is a lot of BS. Prioritize the three, the four, the five things right now, today, that are the biggest deal. And when you know who you are, and what you're aiming at, what you're here to manifest, what you're here to contribute and share to the world, to do your part, what you are here for, what you are aiming at. When you know the what, the how will be revealed to you. The right people will come to you. Even if you're down, you start right here, right now. You don't have to be down right now. You're always one committed decision away from where you're not down. Down is a choice. Being down, being depressed. A lot of that is a choice. Your people choose to continue in the same losing habits and the same low vibration. They choose to drown in that. It is a choice to say, I want to choose higher vibration 
decisions. I want to choose a cleaner life. So that's a choice. And you can, you have the power right now, if you're listening, you have the power to make that choice. I have the power, even though I was a street kid in Baltimore and the tough guy thing was important. I have the power. Someone looks at me the wrong way. Someone looks at me with attitude. Someone, you know, you blue eyed, you know, guy with your silky hair, you preppy, yuppie, whatever people have thought you skinny, whatever, you know, whatever. I have the power to choose and look at them with eyes of forgiveness, with a spirit of forgiveness, to see something special in them, to change their mood, to plant a seed. I have the power to do that every moment, even though the old Frank was like, dude, what are you looking at? You got a problem? You got, we can work that out. That was the old Frank. Saw somebody messing with me or somebody, you got a problem? We can, we can work that out right now. Firecracker, you know? Firecracker, Frankie boy, fiery. I was ready to roll. You know, I had my antenna up for anybody looking to make trouble. I was, I was ready. I was ready to solve it, you know? 100... 145, 150-pound guy, but thought I was, you know, a little honey badger. Thought, well, you know, nobody's talking to me or my friends like that. I was ready. That was a choice. I learned it. They were teaching that on the streets of Baltimore. It was, you know, that was what you learned. That was part of the programming. That, that deeply embedded in my subconscious. But I had to roto root. I had to consciously take a look at that after I had enough situations. Had to consciously look at it. Does that serve you, Frank? Does that serve who you are where you want to go? Does that serve your highest self? Is that what your highest self would do, Frank? Is that what the sages and prophets would do? Would they do those things? Would they react to people like that? No, they wouldn't. That's consciousness. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't react like that. They wouldn't lose their cool like that. So then, like, aha, consciousness, I choose it. I want to choose my reaction. I want to have a better reaction. I want to be better than that. I want to forgive. Not only that, not only do I not, I don't want to waste my energy. I don't want to lose my day. I don't want to lose my moment because some punk or whoever comes along and does whatever. I don't want to lose my, my day. Get out of my zen, my zen zone over that. And also I have a responsibility to them because in some ways, some of them are me when I was younger. They're my friends or they're people I love that was, you know, they were the same thing. So I'm like, you know what? Let me, we're part of this. There's a oneness to all of us. We are all brothers and sisters. We are all God's children. So guess what? How about this, Frank? Why don't you look and see? Choose. Be consciously choose something else and plant a seed for that person. See some light in them. You know, it's like corny, cheesy, but turn that frown upside down, right? It's like, you know what? Turn the situation around. Use verbal judo. Use whatever. Use the right the way you don't have to look at them and return their, you know, if they have a mean look. And a lot of times we look at someone and they give us a mean look, whatever. And it's not even, it's not even our issue. It's not something we did to them. It's not them reacting to us. It's just, that's just how, that's the look in their body. They're going through things. They're angry. They're hurting. Hurt people hurt people. Now we take it personal. Like Don Miguel Ruiz would say in the four agreements, you know, one of his agreements, don't take anything personal. It's their issue. It's not mine. And I've had my issues and I've had my anger before years back. But I choose today forgiveness. That Frank, that Frank of, of the all the anger, whatever, that, that may come every once in a blue moon. But the Frank now, this is a forgiveness. I'm in a forgiveness space. Doesn't mean I don't ever get pissed about something. Of course I do. But it happens a lot less, heck of a lot less. And I'm worried about who I am in the present. I'm not worried about past Frank. I don't beat myself. We've all, we've all got a history. We've all had our flaws. We've all said things we wish we could take back. We've done things we wish we could take back. We've done things that were like, no, that was not my best self. I'm not proud of that. We've all done that. But you're here right now today, and today is a new day. Today is a whiteboard, and it's not about 
you know, beating yourself up with the past. Learn it. Be, be a better version today. You worried about that? Well, then just don't do that today. That, that's all you do. You don't worry about that. That's, the, you know, that's the power of, of, of the present. You don't worry about bring that past and beat yourself up with, with guilt and this and that. You decide right now in the present. I'm not going to make that same decision. I'm making better decisions. I'm making great decisions. I make great decisions right here, right now. I know who I am. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm about. In the present. Fully focused in the present. You do that enough days and the future looks pretty damn good. And I remember Jim Rohn had a great quote. You talk about people going to go take a job. And some jobs pay more than others. But he would always say, you know, don't ask. You know, you go into a job interview. Don't always ask, you know, what am I earning? What does it pay? Of course it's a question. That's not the most important question for Jim Rohn. And he was right. Don't ask, what am I, you know, what, how much does it pay? That's not the primary question. The thing is not what am, what am I earning, but what am I becoming? What am I becoming? That's the most important thing. What am I becoming? To do this job, to do this job really well, what would I have to become? What skills would I have to grow? And you have a lot of things. Some jobs can pay you a lot, but they don't make you become a better version of yourself. They don't force you to dig deeper and become a better version. They don't force you to do the intellectual work and the spiritual work. They don't force you in that space. And they pay you, and that may be the, the right thing at the right time, but, but, but is, that a higher, is that a higher thing? Ask in all situations, what am I becoming? What am I becoming? What is this work, this hobby, this relationship? What is it, who am I becoming? out of this and choose things that make you become a force you to become to grow and become a better version become a better teacher become a better lover become a better husband become a better wife become a better friend become a more whole person make you feel home in your own body in your own soul it's beautiful So I'm here. I have a oh my god! I have a gorgeous view right now. I wish you guys could. See, I mean, and girls could see this. This is, I mean, this is amazing. I got mountains. I am panoramically surrounded by mountains. I got trees. I got farmland. I got tills. I got still got snow-capped mountains. You can hear those birds chirping. I got fish in the river behind me. It's just. I got people walking their dogs and jogging and life all around me. I got the sun, that, that great vitamin D is coming to me right now. Um, it's the simple things, but you got to get out. You got to have, got to make space. It's always a good time. And I'll call it prayer. You call it whatever you're chanting, mantra. You got to start working those in. And you write them, design your own too. You know what you need. Some people don't need, you know, just... But I use a lot of the words, I am prosperous, I am abundant, I am, you know, I am forgiven, I am healed. And sometimes I'll go beyond just the three words, just the I am fill in the blank. You know, sometimes we'll go beyond that. You know, you do, just get carried away, do five, six, seven words, string of five words, whatever's there, whatever's really in your heart. You just, you follow your heart. But you always want to state it in present tense. It is true right now. It is so right now. Make it so. Amen. 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 Amen.
affirming, believing, making it so, making it true, making it certain. This is just, wow, I got this little spot. I am, I mean, I almost want to stop the podcast and just behold this and then at the end take a picture. Um, But I would say to tap in also to tap into your truest and best nature it helps to get out in nature. You see so many of those um, yogis and sages and prophets get out in nature. And it is more quiet, more still. Something about the green and the nature helps us tap into our nature, our true nature. And I'm a big fan, you know. We're all different. In my perfect day, I like to get Um, about two to five hours every day. My perfect day, I like to get about two to five hours every day of, um, of working out. Something outdoors, cycling, yoga in the park, pull-ups, dips, push-ups on rocks, and um, walking and cycling and hiking. Um, I like to get two to five hours a day. Now I'm different. I'm kind of like a, almost like a a rancher or um, a farmer. Some of us just like the hard work. We like the Zen of hard work. We like meditation and motion because it's not just, to me, working out and being close to nature, it's it's very spiritual, so it fulfills me. It checks the spiritual boxes in me too. It checks the introspection, the intuition, and the, and the creative juices, it checks that. So it's not just about blood pumping and muscles building and, and sweating, and that's, that's all great. It's not just the zen of exhaustion, but it, it's also, um, and it's not just the sunlight, which, which I li- love, and which is so great for my immune system, my health, and my mood and our hormones, but it's also the focus, right? It focuses me. Your brain doesn't wander as much when you're out there working out and out in nature. And, you know, you can get lost in motion, lost in action. I think it was Emerson or one of the great poets to say, well, I get lost in action. And that is, um, that's what's so wonderful. So I like the two to five hours a day. I don't always get that since plenty of days where there's a lot of projects. But again, I'm usually, when I'm out in nature too, I've always got a pen and a pad and a recorder. And so I, it's a very creative time for me too. A lot of even like these podcasts, these podcasts are formulated a lot of times, um, me working out, things that come to me, a lot of my best mantras and chants. I mean, I'm cycling and sometimes they'll just spontaneously come to me. So those are very productive times. I am turning off, but it's a paradox. There's a duality there where by turning off, I'm turning up. Like a lot of great things come to me when I'm working out and, and, and a lot of great ideas and a lot of what I can teach to other people, a lot of healing. So there's a lot of, there's a lot that gets accomplished in that it's not just about working out and getting your blood pumping and building your heart and staying healthy. It's not just that. It's health on many levels. It's, a, it's, it's swimming in the deep waters a lot of times. And it's mentally challenging myself too. You know, the body is taking the commandments from the mind, from the spirit. And so my body is just an expression 
of something bigger. It's just, a, it's usually just an expression of something bigger. So I'm working a lot of other muscles, mental muscles, spiritual muscles, etc. when I'm out working out. I'm not saying you need two to five hours. You have to decide um, what works for you and what your priorities are, and they can certainly be different. But this is not, you know, like a picnic. This is not being retired when you're out there and you shouldn't, if you happen to be one of those people that needs a lot of that working out and you can, if you're lucky enough to build it into your life, you know, it, it can be, it can be a blessing. It can be very productive for you and you can learn a lot about yourself and it can, it can be something that you can carry over and, and offer to the world. It can be something that you can teach to others as your contribution, um, you know, your truth. So again, man, I got so many things here and it's amazing. I was thinking earlier, a side note, but I'm digging out this, you're out here in nature, you get all these little thorns and pebbles. And I had a pebble earlier when I started walking this morning and um, I had a pebble in my shoe and it's just a tiny pebble and it wasn't a big one, right? You have the big obvious ones and you can just get those out. And it was like this pebble and I kept taking my shoe off and I kept shaking the shoe and then my, you know, my sock and then I took my sock. It was like this pebble was so elusive and so small, but it's amazing. I was thinking as a metaphor, like imagine if you had to run across country with this little pebble in your shoe and it's pressing up against your foot and just, you'd feel it, right? It'd be, it'd be so annoying. It could be painful at some point. And, and you just think, I mean, it's the little things. It's the little things that trip us up, that undo us, that, that sabotage us, that, that, uh, that hurt our performances. The little things, the, you know, you tune into the little things and you master those. And that's really big in self-mastery and, you know, and, 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 and growth on so many levels. So I, um, and this guy's gotta be, guy's got to be 85 on his bike it's beautiful i love when i see like these 80 some year old people and they're out on their bikes and this guy's on his bike and beautiful and he's just cycling along that's amazing but yeah getting back to the pebble man it's little things little things like that can can uh can trip you up and and be a big pain in your butt you know or a pain in your foot and distract you and take you off your goals. Little things can. So it's a lot of times just fixing these little things. It's like simple habits of getting good sleep, having a good sleep regimen, getting out into nature every day, making time to work out and connect with nature, connect with yourself, making time, quiet space in you, getting to quiet space, chanting mantras, designing them yourself, singing, dancing, even if you can't, you still got to. It's still in you. Maybe you don't want to do it in front of everybody else, but you still got to do it. It's in you. There's it, it something about dancing that may you know it makes people it uplifts people it brings out a better version usually of people usually i know that there's dirty dancing people might dispute that but but uh by and large dancing is uh it's wonderful for expression it's wonderful for our mood again you're you're taking it to a higher vibration a more intense vibration and you need both yin and yang so i'd say for a lot of my friends out there especially the tough guys or people that are afraid of what everyone else thinks. Hey, you got to get past that and stop saying, well, this is cheesy and this. Yeah, a lot of the things that are make you super successful, make you your best self, make you 
a better version, change your life. A lot of those things are going to seem hokey and they're cheesy and they're mundane and they're simple and you heard them a million times, but you're not doing it. You're not what you, you're not what you know, you're what you do. You're not even what you, you're not always, you know, you are what you think as a man, as a woman thinketh, but eh, as you thinketh and as you doeth, as you act on that, or as you thinketh and as you reflect that on the world, reflect and refract that on the world, as you do that, not just what you know. I know that, I know that, I saw that in the movie, I heard that, you know, but you don't apply it. So don't sit here and say, well, there's nothing new under the sun what I just told you. The sages know it, the prophets knew it, the highest performers, a lot of the spiritual people, whether they consciously or unconsciously knew it, they, they knew it, they did it. They were exemplifying it. That was part of their high performance. These are not secrets I'm telling you now. Okay, not, not everyone's doing them. Certainly this is my words, my expression, my articulation of them, and I have... You know, and, and, and my memory of them, I don't think that everyone's going to teach it the way that I just did. This is my version of teaching it, my unique version of teaching it. But a lot of these lessons, I mean, they've been passed down and down and down. But why are we not doing them? They're there. If we have a strong enough why, they're there. If we know who we are, we take the time to know who we are, they're there. If we take the time to know who we are and what we want, what we're aiming at, then the how is revealed. And that's been known for thousands of years. What's stopping us? Why do we look at our lives and say, my life's a mess. I feel broken. I feel defeated. I feel depressed. I don't know how much longer I want to live. People think it. A lot of people going through that. Well, why? One committed decision away. Right now. Right in the present. Forget about the past. Forget about worrying about the future, right? Say, well, you know, somebody who's... is depressed is living in the past. Somebody who's anxious living in the future. Right? Worried about this and this. Well, what if this? Well, what do you got in front of you today? What's there today? What can you do right now taking advantage of your time, your precious time, your precious energy? There's going to be a lot of things competing for your attention. It's going to be a lot. You, you play around on that cell phone all day. Okay, I'm on the cell phone too, reading things and listening to audio books and listening to music. But you play around, you get lost in that cell phone all day. Oh my God, you're going to be, you want to be distracted. You want to be tempted. You want to wake up and, and look up five, six hours a day later and be like, well, what just happened? And you don't feel fulfilled. Well, what just happened? You got, you got pulled into some serious temptation and some serious distraction a lot of times. You have to, you know, don't, you can't have the tail wagging the dog. The dog's got to wag the tail. Don't let the tail wag you. Okay, you take control of it. You consciously design it. You consciously take control. You write, you design those mantras and affirmations for yourself. You sing them, you chant them. You can say, you can read them, but you can sing them, you can chant them. Make them specific to you and what you need, what you're building. They work. They're not new. They're yours might be new, particularly uniquely designed for you might be new. If you need help with those, you reach out to me. I'll help you write one for you. Frankie at FrankieForza.com if you need help with that. But this is it. These are the things. This is the work day in, day out. We, we, we take our eyes off. You know, you got to always build up your spiritual muscles. You can't, they'll atrophy. It's a daily thing. If you miss a day, you got to get right back on. It's a daily thing. It's, it's like walking or you can't just, well, I walk for uh, a month and then you don't walk for a month. It doesn't work like that. Designed to do, you're designed to move every day. You're designed to, you're designed to drink water every day. You're designed to eat healthy food every day. 
You're designed to think good things every day. You're designed every day or almost, if you miss a day, well, get right back on almost every day. That's it. The power of habits, not just occasional when I feel like it. So this is a new day. This is a whiteboard. We, none of us knows how much time we have left, but the, you milk this day to the max. You squeeze the most out of this day you can. And you do it with intention. What do you want? What are you aiming at? What's deep in your heart? What have you been repressing? What have you been suppressing because you've been scared? And be it, and don't do everything just for money. Just do what's in you. You were born, you were wired to be something. What is it? What are you wired to express? What are you wired to share the world? What's the expertise? You know things. What are the things you know that, that, that no one else knows or most of the world doesn't know? That would be uplifting. What do you know as Peter Thiel, you know, the, 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 the very successful entrepreneur say, you know, when these looking at businesses, what's the, what is the truth, the one truth you know that most of the world doesn't? And that could make you an expert. That could make you a teacher on that. And you pick it and you run with it. We are all unique. We are not all the same. You are not called to be like me. There may be similarities. There will be commonalities. We want growth. We want to be higher performers. We want more to taste better parts of life. We want to make it through. Thank God for our suffering too, by the way. Thank God for our suffering. I mean, you know, it's like to say the, the brightest light has been through the darkest hours. No, there's, there's no, no two ways about it. The brightest light in terms of a person has been through the darkest, what's up, buddy? The darkest hours. There's no way. There's the relationship. Shot a lyric. And you know tenderness comes from pain. It's amazing how you love. Shot a. You know tenderness comes from pain. Meaning. You know tenderness comes from pain. Meaning. The most tender heart has been through oh so so much. Thank God for our suffering too. Yes. This world would it wouldn't be a whole lot to a whole lot of happiness. Like San Guru was saying in a recent speech, like he said to the kid, you know, and it's a wonderful, wonderful moment. He's like, okay, so you get you want this, you want this degree, you want all this money, you want the great woman, you get it. Everything you want, you get. Then what? Powerful. So simple, so powerful. Everything you want. Okay, magic wand, genie. Genie in a bottle, you got it. Now what? Now what? There's more to it. There's more to it. So, the suffering, thank God too for our suffering, the lessons of suffering. So I want to get to be in one-on-one with nature. I want to do some of my mantras and my chants, but I want to tell you, um, today's a whiteboard. Design it. Live in the present. Don't bring the past with you. And think of the best you. What would the best you do? And start, and let's do that. And get out in nature and love yourself and eat healthy and be nice to people. See the light in people. See something special in them. And God bless you wherever you are. And if you need, you know, you have questions, comments, you want me to talk about an episode, you got it, you know, you want to follow up on something I said, it's, it's, it's great. I, I love the support that I get. And uh, you can always reach me at Frankie at FrankieForza.com. God bless everybody. And uh, as always, may the Forza be with you.